Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Welcome back, Savvy Souls. We are on episode 86 of the Unlikely Artist Podcast. And this week, we're going to be talking about joyful living. I've been thinking a lot about joy this summer as I've spent the summer redefining both my coaching and painting practices. Today, I want to share some of my thoughts with you about the subject of joy. This all started with my return from Italy, which I talked about on an earlier episode. But for those of you who didn't hear that episode, I was in Italy traveling personally and Everything was great. I was having an amazing trip. And then at the very end, a lot of things fell apart. I was pickpocketed in Florence. I was left with just a few euros and no credit cards. And I was traveling on my own. And then my plane was late from Italy going to Paris and I missed my flight home. So I had to navigate for a few days with basically no money. And what ended up happening was I had to rely on the kindness of strangers. And I had all these amazing experiences that I talked about in that earlier episode. And the thing that was really amazing about it is it forced me to do something that I didn't have a lot of practice doing, which was just receiving help from people, receiving their kindness, and just accepting all of the offers of help I got. I didn't have any choice. But what was really interesting was that forced reception was a huge turning point for me. It was this weird thing because I started to feel really joyful about the whole experience, even though it was objectively pretty shitty and actually pretty scary in a number of ways. But just having being in that position of receiving and accepting the receiving really, really changed things for me. And I have thought about that a lot. And I realized that the reason I felt this joy was because I was allowing myself to matter. That's what receiving is. It was me not being focused 100% on creating the next best thing for my clients, but putting myself at the center, just like I coach my clients to do. So this led to a summer of me examining what I was doing every aspect of what I was doing and why. Before I left for Italy, I'd announced a launch for a new group coaching program, but I had been rushing into it. And I realized after this whole experience that rushing into it at the beginning of the summer was 
not feeling joyful to me. So the first thing I did was I delayed my launch, something I never would have done before. And that really felt amazing to me. I felt really joyful about that. And I started thinking about, well, what else could I do that would feel joyful? Well, one of the things I noticed is I had gone all the way to Italy to go to retreat in this beautiful, beautiful place called La Chiera in Tuscany. And it was just gorgeous. It was rose-covered gardens and all the wonderful things you would imagine Tuscany would look like. It was exactly like out of a picture book. But when I came home, it was June. I live on eight and a half acres. And I looked out at this property where I live. And at that time of year, it's just covered in flowers. Uh, I have about 30 types of tulips. I have peonies. I had like just every manner of flower, everything was in leaf and it just felt so vibrant and beautiful. And I realized that I had all this nature right here. And I actually post about it a fair bit and I talk about it and I think about it a lot, but not that much in the grand scheme of things. I created such a busy life for myself. So I thought one of the things I want to do for sure is spend a great deal of time outside. So I spent a lot of this summer outside. I wandered the fields. I went on longer walks with my dogs. I really immersed myself in the feeling of it, looking at the plants, looking at the trees, creating really amazing writing spots around the property, places that not just would delight clients, but delight me. The other thing I gave myself permission to do was actually to tend to the land myself. I have a gardener who's become a friend, Linda, and she works about half time helping me tend the land. There is always a lot of stuff to do, but I wanted to pitch in and help in my way. So I did things like pull hundreds of feet of grapevines and I spent a day with Linda helping improve this grass area by the water and doing all those things and not feeling pressured, but just feeling like I was lovingly nurturing the land. And that really helped me feel joyful because I was appreciating the land so much and I was reconnecting with nature, which is something that's always been a source of tremendous joy for me. And what was interesting is that whole experience infused me with a level of creativity that I hadn't felt for quite a while. And this new level of creativity connected me with such a joyful feeling inside of me. So all of this led to me rethinking my art because I was rethinking everything I'm kind of known for using circular images in my art. My art is always something I've more or less downloaded and followed what comes to me. And for the last several years, what had come to me had been paintings in circles and it had felt amazing, but I hadn't painted for a while. And I think there was some part of me that knew that that phase had ended. And what I eventually noticed was I was staring at the clouds a lot. I was 
I, I really have amazing skies here. I look due west, so I get these incredible sunsets. And the farmer across the field gets these incredible sunrises. And because I'm next to a lake, the cloud formations and variations are incredible. And I was taking all these photos and I was posting them on Instagram and Facebook and other locations. And people start saying, you know, you should sell your photos of the sky. They're so beautiful. And then one day I wrote in my journal, because in all this joyful introspection, I was journaling every day. And I found myself writing, I just want to paint the clouds. And I think I've talked about that before here. I made a decision that I am letting go of this painting in circles because painting clouds in circles feels very confining and not freeing. And I'm going to be painting clouds now for the coming future. And I've been immersing myself in the feeling of being one with the clouds, seeing myself in them, just feeling them in my body, noticing what I love about them, noticing how they move me, what emotions they bring up, how I see myself in them and all of those things. And that has been incredibly joyful experience. So I started also thinking about my coaching practice and I love my clients and I love the coaching I've been doing, but I think maybe that was the way I was describing it. My marketing started to feel constrained. I was always putting it in terms of creating your career and I realized that that wasn't the part of my coaching that was giving me joy. I really thought about what am I doing and what am I really loving about the coaching that I'm doing? So what I actually love is coaching people on how to live more joyfully. And I've noticed that that's what my practice was really veering towards over time helping people make joyful choices, helping them express their ideas and their creativity and what matters to them, helping them to stop judging themselves and putting themselves down because that's a joy defeater, helping them be connected to their fundamental okayness, to their gifts and their desires, basically to thrive and flower, to love themselves with enormous compassion, even when they feel shitty or don't show up the way they want to, to put themselves at the center of their decisions instead of as an afterthought, to focus on what matters to them, not to someone else, to follow their own moral compass. All of these are joyful things. And these things might come from career choices, and that's fine. Or they might come from making big meals for their families, painting every night, or spending more time with their friends. It doesn't matter how it comes. What matters is it feels important and meaningful and joyful to them. I realized that what I love is essentially coaching people on how to live more joyfully. And when I'm doing that, it makes me feel more joyful. 
So as you can tell, everything I do these days is focused on joy. What feels joyful to me? How I can help the people who read my posts, the people who coach with me, who experience my property, see my paintings, experience more joy. As I've studied joy more intently, I've noticed that a lot of what it takes to experience more joy is a letting go, a not believing all the BS our critical brains throw our way, not buying into our own self-judgments and the anxiety, doubt, and lack of confidence those cause, not believing the part of us that thinks we're not doing enough or we're doing it wrong. Releasing ourselves from the stress and the striving and the busyness of our lives. Those are all our self-created impediments to joy. And that's why I spend so much time in this podcast talking about these things, these impediments to joy that will always exist because we're human beings with fear-based brains that don't give a rat's ass about how joyful we feel. Brains that are focused on keeping us alive. Brains that get us so caught up with the trying to stay alive that we forget about joy. We tell ourselves we're too busy for joy. It's not achievable. It's not practical. But here's the thing. Joy is too important for us to forget it. You could even say the amount of joy we experience is the measure of the quality of our lives. It's something we can experience every day. Here's what I want you to know. Joy can become a habit, a way of living, something you create. Joy can be an intentional way of living. So let's talk a little bit about what joy is and why it's important. The first thing I want you to note is joy is not the same thing as happiness. I love this uh, distinction that I read. Joy is in the heart. Happiness is in the face. I really think that's the best description of the difference between joy and happiness I've heard. And I think you can all just sense exactly what that means. Joy is a choice you make. It's an intentional way of being and experiencing the world. Happiness is a pursuit. It's something you strive for. And it depends on external factors. An example I could think of that is suppose there you applied for a promotion you were hoping to get and you were turned down. You might feel very unhappy about being turned down, but you might feel joyful at the same time because of the way you showed up and how proud you are in yourself and the courage that it took you to apply for that promotion. You feel joyful because it was authentic. It was what you wanted and you're having your back. Another way of thinking about what joy is, is to notice that joy is receptive that's why my own experience in Italy catapulted me to make intentional choices when I got back home to experience more joy. It was my receiving 
that felt joyful that made me think about how else I could create joy in my life. Joy is receptive because receptivity requires you to open your heart. You discover joy is always there. And when you open your heart, you become aware of it. Joy comes and goes because your awareness of it comes and goes. I love this idea of joy always being there and being accessible to us because awareness is just a skill. It's learnable. And so you can practice this skill and become aware of joy more often. Practicing receiving can elevate the joy in your life. Which leads me to a third comment about joy. Joy is the opposite of striving, trying to achieve, trying to be good enough. Notice that feeling when you think of striving, how that feels inside of you. You're striving to do something. It's a feeling of not being there yet. It's the realization you're inherently worthy. It's an understanding of your worth understanding that your worth can't be measured by your achievements, your career success, your wealth, the contributions you make. Joy is that deep sense of enoughness with the way things are, the way you are right now, the way your loved ones are right now. Joy is like love. It doesn't have to be earned. It's just there. It's associated with ease appreciation, meaning. Your life naturally has meaning without you doing anything. That's why joy feels so freeing. Another characteristic of joyful living, even though joy requires no action, it inspires action. So it requires no action, but it inspires action. That's because when you feel joyful, you're opening up space for your most creative self. You're making space for creativity to enter. Joy is a portal. Maybe you've noticed that when you're joyful, creativity rushes through you. It's as if creativity springs from joy. It's why I know my paintings of the clouds will be amazing because the joy I feel when looking up at the skies lights up the creative fire with, within me. And I'll be acting with my best creativity in tow. When I write a post, a newsletter from the place of I should, I've got to get this out, that kind of feeling. It's a joyless experience and the quality isn't there. It feels flat to me and flat to my audience. When I write because the joy inside me wants to speak, the joy ripples through my work and lands with the people who read it. Even when I'm writing about tough things, difficult feelings, the joyful part of me infuses that writing with comfort, with love that my audience feels. Which leads me to the next point. Joy can share space with other emotions like sadness, fear, grief. These emotions are fleeting. They come and go as a response to circumstances. They're reflections of 
the thoughts that pass through your mind that come and go. Joy underlies all of that. It's always there. It comforts your negative states. Joy is a healing state that leaves you feeling whole. Finally, joy is associated with ease and appreciation and a sense of peace and well-being. These are states you can experience by getting present, especially just feeling your body, noticing how you're safe and warm and have enough to eat, delighting in the people around you, valuing the space where you get to work or eat or sleep, going outside and seeing the sky, looking at the perfect design of a plant or noticing the solid presence of a tree, the connection with where you are now, noticing the richness of your experiences. All of these things, savvy souls, are the markers of joy, of a well-lived life. So that's it, savvy souls. At the end of the day, if you were reviewing your life, would you consider it well-lived? Would you say, hey, there were hard times. I had my challenges, but I was intentional. I was aware. I was present. I allowed myself to receive, to experience it, to enjoy it. I showed up with self-compassion, knowing I was worthy. I was kind to myself. I was intentional. I chose joy. So, Savvy Souls, this is my final call here for the Magic Room Experience, which I introduced earlier in other podcast episodes. The Magic Room Experience is all about teaching you how to create more joyful experiences for yourself, like we talked about today. In the Magic Room Experience, I teach you how to experience life as an ongoing journey, a journey you're glad to be taking every day, even when it's hard. You still have shitty moments, but those will become fuel for more joy. You'll still question yourself and wish some things were different and feel content with where you are now. You'll still wonder if you have anything relevant to say and be willing to take up space in the room. You'll still struggle to find answers and be brimming with imagination and new ideas. You'll still people please and sometimes do things you don't like and give yourself permission to do delicious, crazy, audacious things just because you want to. In the Magic Room Experience, which starts next week on October 12th, I'll be teaching four unique tools which are the fundamental building blocks of joyful living, how to access the knowing in your body to make decisions that support your deeper desires, how to identify false beliefs and learn how to think proactively to move your dreams forward, how to relax into the creative side of your brain, stop stressing and feel more present and alive, and how to celebrate yourself and Connect with the natural world and find beauty and healing in the present moment. 
So Savvy Souls, if that interests you, if it piques your curiosity and you want to find out more, you want to find out program details and how to apply, just go to www.gracedcanvas, G-R-A-C-E-D as in dog, C-A-N-V-A-S dot com slash magic hyphen room hyphen experience slash and you'll be on a page that gives you a brief description of the magic room experience and a link that you just fill out your name and your email to get a brochure with all the costs the program details the dates how the program works what you'll learn and also a q and a to complete if you're interested in applying and you want to have a consultation call with me. So love you guys. Enjoy the week that's to come. Feel more joyful. I've got an exciting treat for you next week. I did a fabulous interview this week with Jeffrey Madoff, who's a really exciting, creative, wildly experienced um, creative entrepreneur, film producer, professor, uh, former fashion designer, book author, uh, the writer of a musical, all the things. Uh, he's got so much to share with you. And I'll be editing that interview and putting it out for you next week. Okay, Savvy Souls, have an awesome time. See you next time. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want. <laughs>